Magneto Funky, Walkabout, number 12. It's Friday, April Fool's Day, 2022. Yeah, Larry here. This week, I check out a few flavors of camouflage for stealth camping. What's available versus what I'm actually going to be getting. Meanwhile, in my bike shop, I put the cargo frame together and checked it out with the cargo and the trailer. The music is a simple keyword episode for April Fools, or the day when amateurs run amok. The tunes come from the dusty, free MP3 backstacks of Reverb Nation and the Free Music Archive. Okay, that was Foolish Human from the 2015 album Luna by Tab and Anatech, a.k.a. Andrew Bullock and Dave Nunez, uh, one in New Jersey, the other in Switzerland. 
featured back in show number six. And just like then, no bio, and the Facebook page stops at 2017. Okay, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, a personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on mobile energy independence and creative West Coast wanderlust. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mwalk.h. The Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. And while I still have a Facebook account up, and I don't go to the thing every day, the page is facebook.com slash larry.winfield.967. Okay, uh, this week the itinerary jumps from the designated sizes of my stealth camping tarps to researching the flavors of camouflage, uh, the different types of desert and woodland patterns. So after I put the last episode to bed, I was raring to hit the hardware store for my tarps. But if I remember correctly, when I checked the stores for my condo tarps, I saw a few of the digital camo fusion extreme tarps, all 16 by 20. But this was autumn 2020, barely six months into the pandemic, uh, before the broad effects on inventory and logistics kicked in. Two years later, I expected slim pickings, which were confirmed when I went to two different Ace stores to buy lock nuts and fender washers. And just like the condo tarps, the stealth covers will have to be ordered online. So I researched woodland camo and learned that there are many, many flavors of woodland and no clear consensus on which is best overall. But it really kind of depends on whether you're in a big tree forest, like the redwood forest in Northern California, or the more Mediterranean forest and chaparral woodlands along the central coast. Then it depends on range. Uh, Old school traditional army camo is less detectable at a distance and kind of obvious up close. While pixelated camo works fine at a distance and somewhat better closer. And multicam or OCP optical camouflage pattern is preferred by many military bloggers and websites for overall use. Now, I discovered that most tarp camo research was done in the Pacific Northwest, which includes a huge chunk of California. So either of these particular pattern types would be good. I'm not even getting into hunting or more hardcore military patterns that aren't generally for sale, but the multicam slash OCP style I really like is friggin' expensive. So I'm pretty much left with conventional types like mossy oak that I really don't prefer right now. I mean, I already have conventional with the condo tarps. So at the end of the day, the easiest thing to do is just go with the available pixelated styles for woodland and desert in 8x10 and 12x16. Now that'll save me time wasted trying to hunt down a somewhat affordable used woodland multi-cam or uh, army chocolate chip Gulf War desert camo. 
Anyway, the two 8x10s I need first. The 12x16s, no, not until I'm ready to grow. Okay, back to the stage. With a short set of tunes appropriately named from the deep stacks. Now some, not all of these bands have no follow-up or current contact other than that band page. So, you know, that's dusty enough for me. Uh, first up is Fool by Stone Fire, a Brooklyn-based rock and roll band whose sound is reminiscent of 70s rock and roll with a pop flair. Uh, and they were one of the highlights of the New York City scene in 2010. Now that's Peter Chrisacapa on vocals, Sean Batista guitar, David Alva on bass, and Georgios Pesios on keyboard. Uh, their last gigs were noted in 2012, and the Facebook band page stopped in 2015.
Okay, next is Fool by Not Johnny, an indie rock project in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Uh, the band started in 2013 by longtime friends and bandmates Andy Morgan and Chris Kiskin, or is that Kisgen? Uh, plus drummer Rob Beasley. Uh, the last gigs noted were in 2014 and no other footprint. <laughs>
Okay, uh, closing the set with Foolish by Resist Agony, an electronica side project of a cat named Bosley, uh, a member of a group called Vocode that released an album called Matrix in 96, produced by John Grant in Baltimore, which may or may not be where the band was from. Uh, anyway, Bosley has links to old Last FM and MySpace pages, uh, no other active band footprints. Okay, the log this week covers the progress on the cargo frame. Uh, last week, I got rid of another worn-out piece of plastic furniture that I'm not keeping, 
giving me enough room to assemble the frame and put it on the trailer. Uh, during the weekend, I went to the two closest Ace Hardware stores for boxes of nylon lock nuts and fender washers. Yeah, I decided to save the tiny tube of thread locker for emergencies. <laughs> and, just like before, only one store had a decent selection of solid color tarps. But this time, only one 16 by 20 foot digital camo tarp. Now, it also doesn't help that spring is uh, early peak shopping season on all manner of camping and outdoors gear. But, okay, enough about the tarps. First, the middle shelf. Well, really is the upper shelf now. And those strap ties. Uh, they got a lot of holes. I'm only going to put 10 number 10 wood screws in them. Uh, three quarter inches. After installing them, I mounted the rods to the base, pulled out the trailer, opened the hitch, set the base shelf in. Then I put in the upper shelf. The inch thick shelves, they do look like overkill at first glance, but that's from the perspective of seeing the things while inside his unit, not on the road, in the middle of the woods. Well, anyway, the upper shelf fit in between the rails with very little forcing past the side mesh material. I mean, that's neat, but even if I could use it this way, and I can't, it's too tiny, the hose clamps aren't load-bearing. They were never meant to be. So anyway, the battery box is roughly four and a half inches high. A good uh, margin of space for that lower shelf is five and a quarter inches, because that'll be sure to fit in and accommodate whatever cable or chain is going to hold the box down. The upper shelf is going to float about one and a quarter inches above the rail. And the hose clamps I can reduce in size from two and a half inch uh, max diameter to two inches max diameter. And a ball type bungee cord will be better than zip ties when taking the trailer to storage. Well, I do want more load support for that upper shelf. So I got the bright idea to add five and a quarter inch sections of the leftover half inch PVC pipe. So after cutting, measuring, and filing, I got four PVC sections exactly five and a quarter inches. And I put the frame back together with the regular hex nuts and added the top rails for the solar panel with the eye nuts. So anyway, I put the trailer away, put the cargo crate on the frame, and as expected, the shape does splay those rods out at a slight angle. Not too far. The duffel bag came next, and it turned out level with the top rails, even though it was full of the bikepacking gear. Now, that answers the questions of whether the top rails should be removable or if I needed three-foot support rods after all. <laughs> yeah, no. So what's left is a half-dozen square-hole carriage bolt washers. I decided to look local, which led me to the Home Depot in Daly City. Uh, before automatically rejecting the store, because the owners were big Trump donors during his time desecrating the office, a check this year showed the company is back to the usual corporate M.O. of donating more or less equally to both parties. So, fine. 
What they have is carriage boat torque washers sold individually. Uh, these are the kind with the pointed tips that you need to pound into place with a rubber mallet. So I'll go ahead and make that short trip to the store. Uh, anyway, that's it for the cargo frame for now. Before I apply the lock nuts, there are a few more modifications I want to test out. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with Us Foolish Men by Human Adult Band, a vehicle of noisy, sludgy, beautiful rock and roll piloted by a Mr. Trevor, Pennsylvania, and a huge revolving cast of local musicians. Uh, this piece was recorded live at legendary radio station WFMU for the show What Was Music with Marcel M. The date, December 13th, 2017. <laughs>
well. Okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. The show feed links still have Stitcher and iHeart pending. So I'm just going to resubmit. Anyway, show notes and band links are on the pod page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, subscribe, tell your friends it's still weekly. And since today is for the foolhardy, I'm checking out the local foolhardy dilemma of the leaning tower of millennium that is getting worse at a slowly accelerating pace. Now, we're not getting into the full history of why that spot wouldn't have the foundation the builders thought it would, and let's just get to the chase. The nasty truth no one wants to speak aloud is that the tower needs to be dismantled. Those support pillars uh, trying to backfill the foundation of mud and old ships, you know, they had to cut the number of those because too many of them caused more sinking. The city halls and builders, structural engineers, they say the tower could lean six and a half feet and not fall from an earthquake. But ain't these the same folks that assumed the building wouldn't lean at all or sink? Yeah, the engineers knew the ground was maybe not solid, but the money was so good, they said good enough. So neither one gets my tiny violin. But they need to admit it and start dismantling the damn building and, for all I care, make it Millennium Park. Yeah, something with no tall structures on it. The building is in the middle of the financial district. Yeah, it's pretty all right. But the financial district itself used to be San Francisco Bay. So, pretty yes. But the tower is leaning and sinking and requires constant structural repairs. Yeah, ain't that called a money pit? So what? Until the profit margins? Oh, uh, are there enough occupied condos today to turn a profit? Or the tax revenues go down? No way. Money trumps miscalculations, right? Yeah, how foolish of me. Show themes, acid trumpet and backed vibes by New York musician and composer Kevin McClough. Bike Bell Number 3 by CDRK, found at freesound.org. The next episode we'll try for Friday, April the 8th. I'm Larry, still trying hard to stay chill and free of the latest wave of COVID at my garret in the Mission. Still in San Francisco, working to get on the road and off the grid. <laughs>